Vacation is coming. Mm-hmm. Vacation. We're recording early because this will release right after we get back. And well, unfortunately, we just can't take all this stuff with us. We will be on vacation when we technically should be recording. So technically right now we're on a beach chilling. Yep. I pretended like it all day and it was really hard to focus. You're getting married like tomorrow. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't know. <sighs> I keep putting off packing, thinking like maybe it won't happen, but I don't think it's going to work that way. You're going to marry, damn it, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I just still can't. <laughs> All right, I take it back. Change my mind. <laughs> no, dude, no takesy backsies. <laughs> Everything's already bought and paid for. Oh, boy. <sighs> we could just not show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need vacation or anything. Well, I'm saying that day. Just be like, oh, I'm sorry. I went to dinner. I forgot. Yeah. Ollie was being bad. I had to tend to him. I don't know. So. Uh, yeah, because I like spending 10 grand on nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Damn it, Dan. We love you, and we're excited to have you join our family. Yeah, yeah. We just got to poke fun. We do. I mean, that's the best thing, poke fun at Damn It, Dan. So, yes, like Mer said, we are recording ahead of time, so we haven't, I mean, our week probably hasn't been all that busy. Um, I've just been working and getting things ready and, yeah, kind of taking a minute from the busyness of getting things ready for the benefit <laughs> and the wedding. And Yeah. How about you? What you been doing? Not too much. I am taking the week off of grocery shopping, so we're just going to eat whatever we find. Nice. Eat, eat, all, eat all our leftovers and probably eat some junk food, I hope. Mm. My favorite. We're going to eat some really good food on vacation. I know. I seriously can't wait. Did I tell you that I went to Bread and Vine the other day? Or well, we went to Bread Well, and I heard Vine. you guys talking about it when we were at your house for Mother's Day brunch. So, our late Mother's Day brunch. Yes. Yes. We went to Bread and Vine the other night while you had Ollie, and it was fucking good. It's it's expensive, but it was really good. Guess what I had? What'd you had? Lamb. Ew. It was so gooder, so gooder. Well, you're gonna be eating it in Mexico. I know. So. That's I know. good. I hope she's it's serving good. me. It's for good dinner for her wedding dinner. It's good. There's plenty of other stuff if you don't like that. So, can you, will you just, you know, at least try it, humor me? Oh, I, I tried, I made Eric lamb for his birthday and I've never made it before, never ate it before, never nothing. And was I made it, any, it. Was it any gooder? Oh, he said it was absolutely fantabulous. He says, you can make lamb for me anytime. <laughs> I said, mm. did, did you like it? Or did you get stuck on the fact that it was lamb? I will say that I didn't throw mm. up. Well, that's that's good. I ate my plate. Would you have it again? But 
if you put it in front of me or put a steak in front of me, I'm going to choose that steak every single time. It would not ever be something I would order or want, but. Hmm. Um, you're lame. Maybe you just. You're lamb. <laughs> maybe, maybe you just didn't make it right. Oh, I, it was super good. As Eric said. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I don't have anything to compare it to. So. All right. Know. Whatever. I don't know. Um, all right. Well. Um, our stats are still climbing, so that's good. We don't have any new listening areas as it's of... It's been like four days. I know. Four days. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I like to keep everyone in the loop. Um, we still got to get these states. And I said, you know, I think the universe is waiting until I get back from this vacation and so that I'm not so crazy to get these last three states so that we can do something really cool and fun. Oh. So, we're still looking for Maine, New Hampshire, and Wyoming. So, anyone out there knows anyone, pass us along. Yes, we need your help. So, that'd be awesome to get all 50. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, Mer, would Mom? you like to hear a story? Oh, I would love to. Whew. Uh-oh. Is it a bad one? Is it one that I'm going to not like? Ooh, I just got ringing in my ear. Uh-oh. Wait till you hear this story, Mer. I don't want to. It's fucking crazy. Don't be peeking at my notes. You and your fucking long neck. Peeking over here trying to see what I'm going to talk talk about. Taco about it, taco about it, taco about it, ooh, mm-hmm. So I found these resources on Murderpedia. KWOW Channel 27. Wikipedia. There is an episode on Unseen. And I think there's an episode on I Survived. I didn't um, get to watch that one yet. And... There's a few YouTube things that I found that I didn't write down exactly what, but I didn't take information from them. I already had it in my notes from everything else. So <sighs> here we go. Mer. Oh boy. What? Mer. Tonight, I'm going to tell you a story that happened in a place that we've been to many, many times. For years, every summer, we'd take a little vacation, even if it were just for the day, up north. We up north there, about 100 miles. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wisconsin Dells? Yep. Oh, boy. Noah's Ark, America's largest water park. I want to go there again. I know. Um, it's so, so much fun there. And I, I even put a note here. We should really plan a day to go this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that we'll be able to do this summer. I mean, we could, probably could. Yeah, why couldn't we? I don't know. Ali's just so young yet. They have that big, huge kitty area. I know, but he's not even walking. Well, I know, but he can sit and splash around and we can all, like, take turns hanging out because they serve margaritas there. <laughs> All right, you got me with margarita. $20 margarita. Wow. But, 
yeah, like I'm sure, you know, if the girls go too, then Alex and Elle can take a minute while we go on a ride or two, come yeah. back, and then Tuki and Ella can sit with them. I guess. I, I guess. I heard. Them. I heard there's a fuck. What's it called? Wilderness up there is like really kid friendly. Yeah, it's like that's more of a, an indoor one. Yeah. Yeah, Wilderness is a place up there that's a indoor water park. Yeah, so those of you have that have never been to Noah's Ark in Wisconsin Dells, Baraboo, Wisconsin, if you're in the area, in the driving area, it is a must. It mm-hmm. really is. It's so fun. We would go there every single year. Yeah. The one time we spent a whole week up there, it was so fun. Oh, I want to go to Devil's Lake. Oh, God, Devil's Lake is so amazing. I've been, that, tra- I've been trying to plan it with Dan, but then we had Pete, so we didn't really. Yeah, <clears throat> I told Eric, I said, we have got to go camping up there. And um, I don't think he said, I think he said he's never been up there camping. And I asked him if he walked them trails that, remember those freaking cliffs that we hiked yeah. and stuff? Do you remember when you fell and knocked yourself out? <laughs> That was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I totally She do. slipped down a hill, and then all of a sudden, she was just laying down snoring. And I was a little kid, so I didn't understand what the hell was going on. I'm like, um, Mom, are you all right? You just, you just lay there and go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> if somebody falls and they're snoring, Mer, just note to self, they knock themselves the fuck out. <laughs> I was like on grass. I was like, why why did you just fall asleep there, weirdo? <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, that was great. That was real great. Well, I I was like probably fucking twelve years old. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, we've we've been hiking up in there many a times and we have never yet found the devil's door. So I told them that is a bucket list of mine yes. that we have got to find yes. devil's door. So so, um, Baraboo is not only, um, I didn't know if you knew this at all, that Baraboo is not only home to one, but two world famous circuses. Did you know that? No, I didn't actually. Both the Ringling Brothers and the Barnum and Bailey's got their start there. Hmm. While the greatest show on earth, you, you know that when they, the circus comes out, yep. it's the greatest show on earth. It was initially founded in Devlin. Baraboo is the Wisconsin town that's most commonly associated with the circus today. Um, A popular attraction in the 1980s and through much of the 20th century, or 1800s, I'm sorry, 1980s. I love that year. Can you tell? I I can tell. The 1800s. um, Over 100 circuses were started in Wisconsin. Wow. It was founded in Devlin, Wisconsin in 1881, following the merge of two older circuses. The Barnum and Bailey Circus went on to become one of the largest in the world. And this is less than a two hour drive from Baraboo. The Ringling Brothers got their start here in 1884 when five of the seven brothers decided to start a vaudeville style show. In 1919, the circuses merged to form the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. After a combined 146-year run with its predecessor shows, The Greatest Show on Earth, it closed on May 21st, 2017. But the legacy 
and the legendary show lives on in Wisconsin. And anyway, I brought that up because it's actually known as Circus City. And there's also a lot of amusement parks or um, museums to visit, you know. Okay. Yeah. Neat. I We never went to the museums and stuff. Um, mostly because I don't promote circuses. I, I just, I feel it's cruelty to animals, you know, worth entertainment. But the history was interesting. So. Mm-hmm. We were more interested in the water parks and theme parks anyway, because <laughs> Mount Olympus, that's another yeah. attraction up there. And, uh, oh my God, that's so much fun. It's... Yeah, we would do, we would do Noah's Ark one day and then Mount Olympus the next day. Yep. And then be dead and just want to go home. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What is the, um, the... It's like one of the steepest roller coasters and it goes Hades and it goes underneath the whole parking lot. Yep. That is so much fun. Oh, that one I have a pee myself. Oh, it's so much fun. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of those drops. I mean, I am, but I'm not. It's so much fun. I love it. I I like to get up there and then as soon as I get up there, I'm like, why did I do this? Oh my God. I know. And then the whole time, can't peel my face off. (laughs) Every time. I know. When we went to Six Flags, the first roller coaster that we got on was Superman because it's like right there at the entrance, you know. And um, I look over at Eric and I'm like, what am I doing? I said, I sudden, I suddenly had like an anxiety attack and I mm-hmm. almost couldn't breathe. Like I almost told them people to let me off the ride. But I'm like, I'm talking myself down. I'm like, you know that you love roller coasters. What are you doing? Just oh, sit time. it out. Sit it out. Oh my God, what the fuck? So this thing's climbing up and up and up. And I looked over at him. I'm like, why did we do this? <laughs> He's like, because it's fun. <laughs> Every time. Every time. So yeah, I got off it and I was like, oh my God, that was so much fun. Go to the next one, same thing. It took me like three and I've never <laughs> had that before. I'm like, I don't really, know. I have it like every time. I don't know if it's my age or what, or that I, we just haven't been there for so long because of COVID. Oh yeah, that may have been it. That I'm this just was like, just this last year? That Yeah, just in September when we went. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, why am I having, but then after like three or four of them, I'm like, couldn't get enough. So yeah, there's a lot to do up there. It's um, it's known as Wisconsin Dells, as Mercedes said, and there's like so much stuff to do there. It's so much fun. There's attractions. There's um, oh yeah, there's tons. There's of like little shopping stuff. centers. There's everything. I want to so, go to that one house that, that the museum thing that's like it's upside, upside down. down. Yeah, yeah. I've just always been curious about that one. I know it's really cool looking, crazy looking. I know it looks so. like the White House or something. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yep. Yeah. So lots to do. We'll have to get up there. So if you're in the driving area, highly recommend to go Mm -hmm. if you have not been there. Anywho, Mer, this is not about the circus and it's not about. Oh, what the hell are you telling me for? Because it it was just a fun little like history. I'm just kidding. But have you ever heard of the bone breaker? Oh, fuck. Why? No, no. No, no, you can't plug your ears and la la la. You got to hear the story. <laughs> no, never heard of it. No. Oh, well, let I me, don't like, I don't like the sound of it. Let me tell you all about it. Is it, is it like misery? 
all about him. Let me tell you all about him. Mm. <clears throat> Back when you was just a one years old, the 3rd of July, 1994. So you're just turning one at the end of the month. Isn't that something? Oh, boy. Oh, her was just a little. Her was so Oliver's little. age. I was. I was exactly Oliver's <sighs> age. Looking just like him, too. Like, when I had him overnight, I was like, oh, my God. Just everything he was doing, I'm like, that is your mother. He was, was, he was 11 months old Saturday. I was having some serious flashbacks oh, of holding you. And so. Okay, July 3rd, 1994. 14-year-old Chris Steiner goes to bed early because he just got a new jobby job at McDonald's. Oh, good job, buddy. Golden Arches. And he has to get up work. He has to get up early mm-hmm. for work for his early shift in the mornings. You know, they, they start like at the crack of dawn at fucking oh, yeah, McDonald's. Everybody needs that sausage burrito. <laughs> <laughs> you go for the burrito? Fuck yeah, I get a burrito and a, and a biscuit. Sometimes mm-hmm. McGriddle if I'm feeling really I was gonna say, extra I'm, hungry. I, I just like the breakfast sandwiches i don't care for the mcgriddle because i don't like the maple syrup in there oh see that's my favorite part i don't like i like maple sausage though too yeah i don't love it so much it's mixed and yeah you're those two should be separate yeah yeah no (laughs) okay so he's going to bed early because he has to get up for his new jobby job in the morning and chris's father checked in on him at 10 p.m and he's fast asleep The next morning, the 4th of July, now, mind you, this is America's birthday when family and friends are gathering to celebrate, you know, maybe have a picnic with some summertime fun, maybe shoot off a few fireworks, you know, just good American fun. What's better than fireworks? Uh, Nothing's better than fireworks. I, I do like fireworks. Yeah. We have them here on the 3rd of July, but. You know, I'm just saying, who knows? I don't know. Maybe they're shooting off. Well, there's like, uh, Bellevue does them on the Well, yeah, there's a lot of surrounding areas that do. I think we do them on the third so that you can see all of them. You can have multiples. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Chris's father goes into his bedroom at 6.15 in the morning to wake the young lad up for work. Only to find him missing. Uh oh. They call the police. And when the police arrive, they confirm the parent's worst nightmare a possible abduction. Because they knew that Chris was very excited about going to his job and that, you know, he wouldn't have snuck out and went out with friends. Um, How old is this kid? He is 14. Oh, yeah. They note that the bedroom window screen had been sliced open. There's muddy footprints evident everywhere on the carpet. Imprints in mud were noticeable by the window, and a patio door was discovered to be unlocked. Mm, That's like my biggest fear. I hate sleeping with windows open. (sighs) I fucking hate it. I used to love it. I, I know. Not so much anymore. Not so much. Yeah. yeah. This is where, as a parent, your heart sinks to your stomach and your stomach drops to the floor. 
For six days, the search for 14-year-old Chris Steiner is all the town can think about. Six days. Uh, can you imagine? No. Six days. Since I moved in, I have not unlocked Oliver's windows. <laughs> you should get those security beepers on them that when you open the window. Well, I can't have a window open if he's going to be in there and then it won't go off. But yeah, they're they're locked. I mean, well, I'm saying, you know, yeah. in case. Thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. Especially if I would have gotten the pool that I wanted today. <laughs> that pool's too big for that baby yet. I'm telling you. It'll be You're, fine. Okay. Well, well, I didn't get it, so. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not going to talk shit because I have a pool, but the pool grew with you guys. You guys were, you should be able to stand in the pool. You should be able to stand and be able to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying if something happens, you're going to, yeah, let's not talk about that. But anyway, so yeah, you put your baby boy to bed where they should be safe and sound. I mean, yeah, I know that he's 14. But still, at that age, he's your sweet baby boy, and he just vanishes. Yeah, that would be petrifying. The torture for six days looking for him, praying. But six days later, their lives would never be the same. Chris was found draped over a log that was partially submerged in water on a sandbar by two jet skiers. Not the outcome anyone was expecting. So obviously they found his dead body draped over a log. I caught that. Well, you know, some may think that he's like holding onto the log for, you know, waiting to be saved. Thanks for the clarification. Unfortunately, not the case for poor Chris. Of course, an autopsy was performed, but oddly enough, the autopsy showed no traumatic injuries on Steiner's body. And, you know, even though police remain fully convinced that foul play was involved, it's just, it's just weird to me. His death was technically caused by drowning and the manner of death officially listed as undetermined. The mysterious crime was something new to the rural town of Baraboo. So locals were pretty freaked out, you know, and hoped that the young boy's death was an isolated one-time tragedy. Maybe, you know, someone passing through, not someone living among them, but that someone was living among them. Mm. And it was not an isolated one-time tragedy. That's what I'm done listening. You can't be. There's Uh, more to go. See? Many more notes. Damn. As a matter of fact, it was not long and tragedy struck again. Now, I should mention here that during the week Chris was missing, his parents took it upon themselves to ask around to friends, neighbors, and schoolmates if anybody'd see him or if anybody knew anything or if, you know what they thought, yada, yada, yada. And um, oddly enough, one name kept coming up. Uh-oh. 
the name of a local bully with a taste for trouble. Joe Clark. But, of course, this is all hearsay, and no one could confirm that they heard Clark admit to anything, nor did anyone see Clark do anything. So they had nothing to go on. Chris's case went cold. Mm. Well, here we are. One year later, in 1995, the Phillips family moves to Baraboo. And they have a 13-year-old son named Thad. In the early morning hours of July 29, 1995, Thad Phillips partially awoke and felt himself being picked up from the living room couch after falling asleep watching a movie with the family the night before and carried through the house. Now, thinking it was just one of his parents, you know, carrying him off to bed after he'd fallen asleep watching TV, which is a regular occurrence, so no need for alarm. You know, you guys mm-hmm. used to fall asleep on the couch all the time, pick you up, take you up to bed. Right. Well, that happened often in this home. So he just, you know, in a daisy kind of looked up, whatever, went back to sleep. Thought he was being taken up to his bedroom. Instead, he was carried outside and set down by a young man he could not quite recognize, but he was not much older than him, but quickly assumed that it was a family friend of his brother's or something. The young man told Phillips to run. And again, I just... (laughs) So he tells him to run with him, and the groggy, confused boy agreed. I mean, uh, you've just been woken up from a dead Uh... sleep, not knowing what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I would do in that situation, honestly. Like, what do you think? I, I mean, you know, someone carried you outside and says, run. You're going to think, oh, holy fuck, is someone in the house? Right. Is the house on fire? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. You run. I mean, <laughs> you know? Right? So, yeah, I mean, it. I giggled because it still makes me think of those videos that we were talking about last <laughs> time. <laughs> that has the weird music, and then they're right. like, Run. Run. People just fucking run. I mean, you have no idea what the fuck's going on. Run. You know? Yeah. Have you ever seen those ones where the people, it's like people in a relationship or whatever, and then somebody just like starts freaking out. Oh my God. And they're like, what, what, what? I love them. I fucking love them. I (sighs) I seriously want to start doing that to Eric. I told him, I said, he's like, yeah, just no, payback is. You know, payback. And I'm like, ooh. He's got some good paybacks. So I don't know that I want (laughs) to. Don't want to fuck with him? I I don't know if I want to fuck around and find out. (laughs) Because the more you fuck around. The more you find out. Right. True. True. Got a point there. So they're running and running. (laughs) Like Forrest Gump. They run until they can't run no longer? Well, I was more like forest or you know i'm just a running and running so they're running after about a mile they come upon this ramshacked home i mean this fucking house is just fucking toast right looks like a fucking pile uh-huh. the young man introduces himself 
to Thad as Joe Clark. So Thad has just unfortunately met 17-year-old Joe Clark. Hmm. It is this moment that Thad realizes that this young man had not told him to run to protect him from something sinister. Um, He actually told Thad that he was having a party a little later and names off some boys that Thad actually knew that Uh he went to school with. So he's like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. I mean, I don't know why you took me out of my house and whatever, but yeah, all right. So Thad's feeling kind of a little okay. And he said that they're all coming a little later, but he says, let's go in the house. He's like, come upstairs to my bedroom. He, you know, he's like, uh, he's like, I have some freaking model cars up there, some baseball cards, blah, 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 blah. You know, pretty cool. I want to show cool you things. So Thad says he doesn't really know why he followed him upstairs. He just did, you know, it was just, he figured that it was just a, an older kid maybe a friend of his brother's and he was being nice. So there's no need for alarm. Right. So they sit on Clark's bed and they were talking about the model cards, cars, the baseball cards, the football car, you know, talking about football. And I mean, you know, he's showing them these things like, you know, Hey, look at this car. Cool. Look at this card. Cool. You know, yeah, the boy things, nothing to be alarmed of. Or so they thought. Right. Because then, out of nowhere, Clark stood up and forced Thad backwards onto the soiled bed. This bed was disgusting. It's like he said, it was just horrible. Soiled. Ew. And as if that was not disgusting enough, Clark grabbed Thad's leg and began twisting his ankle. (gasps) He twisted and twisted. Murr, he twisted that ankle until it snapped. Literally snapped and splintered. What a fucking pig. So sick. Thad, of course, puts up a fight. But when his ankle is snapped, he he's like froze in shock, right? So he's just like, just like a statue. At that moment, Clark sits down on the bed and puts his face in his hands. And at that very moment, Thad makes his move. He limp runs. <gasps> oh my God. He runs on it? Out of the room. And he said that... Mm. He can literally feel the bones like, um, like Ugh. rubbing each other because they're not connected. Fuck. <laughs> so he limp runs, um, out of the room and down the stairs. Like, can you imagine he's running down the stairs? Woo! No. With this ankle. Dude has got some fucking pain tolerance. With a snapped ankle. Not broken, snapped. Like, it's not even, it's not, Fuck. ugh. Ugh. But Clark quickly catches up with him. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to go too fast. He throws him on the couch 
and then took Thad's leg and stretched it up towards his head and kept pushing and pushing until his thigh snapped. Oh my God. Clark broke his right femur and hip bone. Uh, oh my fucking God. Uh, can, can you imagine mm, this? I, mm, no, no, that's so, that's vile. You are a vile human being. Horrible. The pain was so much that Thad passed out. I mean. I could imagine. When he woke up, Clark was sitting next to him, all friendly and calm. Like, hey, bud, what's up? How how are you? Whew, psycho. He, He talked to Thad for a while and told him to get some sleep. Well... Poor Thad here, he's not going to be able to sleep a wink wondering what the fuck's going on and why this crazy fuck is breaking his leg for no reason. So he's looking around, looking around, all around the dirty house for something that he can use in his defense. But all he can see in the dirt-riddled home is trash, moldy leftovers, and dirty clothes everywhere. Is there any parents involved here? There's a mom. Um, she's an adopted. Or he, Joe is adopted, but there's a mom, but she was out of town on during this weekend babysitting for a family member. Food, 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 and trash don't get moldy overnight the, or yep. over the weekend. No, I know, I know. <laughs> you don't like it. I don't like it either. Especially in the hot July months in the Midwest. (laughs) That Mm. motherfucker is stanking. Oh, you know that. Thad finds nothing to use as a defense mechanism. You know, you can't throw some mold at him. You can, but it's not going to work right now. No, it's not going to work out in your favor. Mm -hmm. So he slid quietly off the couch But when he did, he was paralyzed in pain. So Thad spent the remainder of the night on the dirty floor, scared and in excruciating pain. Now, Clark would also play fuck-fuck games with Thad. For instance, that morning when Clark woke up, he asked, Thad asked him, if he could call his parents to let him know that he was still alive, that they had to be super worried about him. Clark's like, yeah, sure. Sure, bud. I'll let you call your mom, dad. He hands him a phone. Okay. So Thad's frantically dialing the phone number, but obviously the phone was not connected and Clark was standing there just fucking laughing. Like that was the funniest thing he had seen ever. He cut the cord before he gave it to Thad and You know, just thought that was uber funny. So funny. So funny. Right. Very, very funny. Very funny. This kid has a fucking twack job. Thad did hear a phone ring in the kitchen. So he, he did, he knew that the phone, or that he knew that the home had a working phone. So he kept it in the back of his mind. Thad thought he would try to befriend him, you know, like make himself human to this fucking whack job. Mm hmm. Excuse me. 
So they watched TV and talked for about two hours. But then, like totally unprovoked, Clark flipped a switch, just like grabbed Thad, carried him upstairs, threw him back on that fucking disgusting bed, and Clark begins torture on Thad's left leg, snapping his ankle first. And then when Thad would fight back or scream, Clark told him that if he didn't settle down, he was going to break his back or his neck. So for hours, Thad is being tortured. And I'm talking hours. He's using a towel to muffle his screams. Any fight or movement from Thad would trigger Clark out of frustration or annoyance. I, I don't know what that what would usually be the trigger, he said, of these prolonged attacks. Anything that he was annoyed with. For instance, his car wouldn't start, so he came in and fucking beat up Thad. Fuck. He jumped up and down on Thad's chest and attempted to suffocate him. Just brutal, brutal attacks on this poor kid. But then what's... The fact that he would just, like, flip a switch and be like, hey, buddy, what's up? Yeah, that's extreme fucking bipolar. At its fucking finest. But then what this fucking psychopath does, it just has me baffled. Like, I don't get it. He tells Thad that as much as he loves breaking bones and hearing them crack and the feeling of them cracking, what he loves more is trying to fix them. So he opens up a drawer and it's filled with brand new white socks, like tons and tons of fucking brand new socks. Brand new. What the fuck? Grabs some ace bandages and starts to air quote, fix Thad. He dresses his injuries with socks and ace bandages. Hmm. So he's making like homemade casts for his broken bones after he tries to set them and cast them. Then he has some leg braces. You know, the ones that Forrest... <laughs> How ironic that we spoke of Forrest earlier, but you know the ones that Forrest Gump wears? And he... You yeah. Know, the leg braces. So he puts them on Thad and then makes Thad walk around <gasps> on shattered oh my fucking limbs. fucking God. Shattered limbs, and he's making this dude walk around. And I've also read in more than a few places. God, I should have ate dinner first. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be able to. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, this is making me like sick to my stomach. Like I don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I know. <sighs> and I've read in a few places that all of this would excite Clark and that he would masturbate in front of him. Mm. Haven't mm. found definite on that, but I've read in a few places. Some I find it, some I don't. So that is kind of up in the air. I don't know, but I, I wouldn't put it past this weirdo. Chills. After he's done beating and torturing him for a while, he then leaves for the night. You know, he's got shit to do. Figuring 
there is no way that Thad's going to be able to get away, right? I mean, that first time he tried running down the stairs, yeah, he ain't going to get away now. He's got two fucking broken ankles, two broken legs. And at this point, Thad's right ankle, that was the first one that was broke, was as big as a softball. Uh, His thigh is as big as a basketball. So. Oh, this poor fucking kid. Doesn't sound like he's going to go anywhere. So Clark leaves for the night, but he underestimates our fighter. Thad manages to drag himself out of the bedroom, down the stairs, and into the kitchen. But just then, Clark returns home with a girl. They're in the living room, making out on the couch, you know, doing what 17-year-olds do. And they're unaware that Thad is in the next room. And he's staying as silent as he could as to not be noticed. You know, thinking, oh, God, maybe he'll go upstairs and I'll be able to get out. Or maybe this girl will come in and notice me. But, geez, what if she notices me and she's into this shit, too? You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm fucked right now. <clears throat> so... After a short while, the girl leaves, and unfortunately, Clark discovers Thad. He drags him back upstairs into his room, and the torture continues. This time, Clark is threatening to kill Thad. But we all know, I mean, that's likely his intention the entire time. I mean, yeah, no shit. what the fuck's he going to do? Let this kid walk, or I mean, crawl out? Especially after he introduced himself, like, oh, hey. Right. Name's yeah. Clark. Kindly drive him to the hospital. Like, hey, bud, there you go. Go get yourself checked out. Yeah, I don't think so. No. So he continues to break his legs, then fixing them with the makeshift casts and breaking them again. Fucking weirdo. Ugh. Like I said, our Thad here, he's a fighter. He just buries his face in the pillow and takes the beating and torture. Clark tells Thad that he has to pay for trying to escape the night before. So Thad's going through hours of torture. Clark would jump up and down on Thad's legs. His kneecaps were literally backwards. Can can you even imagine the fucking pain that this kid must have been in? I really hope that it just went numb eventually for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. At this point, Clark not only broke both of Thad's ankles, but both of his legs, both of his hips, shins. Fuck, dude. Fuck. But, like I said, he's a fighter. Take a minute. Take a breath. Mm-mm. <laughs> Are we done? Is it done yet? His ankles at this point were not even connected with bone or tendons. They were literally kept on by skin. Also backwards. So his toes were pointing the wrong way. And they looked like twisted, stretched out skin. Like looking like a twisted up rubber band. How's your stomach feeling, Mer? I'm going to throw up. 
Do you need a minute? Do you need a minute? I just want to be done. <laughs> I want to be done with this one. I like this one. This is the day I might quit. No, you can't quit. <laughs> All right, we'll try to we'll try to get through it real quick. Oh, real fuck. Quick. When Let's Clark, get to the part where he gets caught. Who says he gets caught? Well, the fact that you're telling me about what Thad said and felt and all of this, I if Thad gets out, please tell me Thad gets out. He gets out. I know he does. Oh, look at you. Look at you being detective. When Clark is not torturing Thad, Thad is still trying to humanize himself to Clark. You know, like maybe he'll see me as a human and quit hurting me or possibly let him go. He, I mean, he's a smart kid. Thad asks Clark why he's doing this. And he says again, because I like the feelings of bones breaking. I like to hear it. I like, I like to do it. He says, well, why haven't you done it to yourself? And he says, I've tried, but I can't ever get the angles right. Then Thad asks Clark if he's ever done this type of thing before. What Clark then tells Thad would make a person shiver. Clark tells Thad about a boy named Chris Steiner last year that he broke bones, tortured, and killed. Now, mind you, you're fucking held up with this dude, and he's doing the same to you. And he's telling you that he killed this kid. He also told him about another boy that he tortured. He admitted to Thad that he just likes to hear bones break and the thrill that he gets from torturing someone and that he has an obsession with fixing them. Oy vey. Okay, sicko, become a doctor or something. That's what I just said. Like, how about becoming a surgeon? I mean, fuck, do something good with it instead if of fucking... You, if you like to fix it, maybe fix it. Yeah. I mean, you even get that sicko part where you have to set it. Right. Sometimes you have to re-break it. Oh, yeah. Be a surgeon. Great fucking idea. Not to mention, great money. <sighs> yeah. The next evening on the 30th, after Clark beat and tortured Thad for a while, he again leaves his home. You know, he's got a hot date with this girlfriend and can't miss it. I mean, he's got a hot date. But this time, he is not taking any fucking chances of Thad getting out of that room and possibly escaping. So he locked the beaten, broken boy in his bedroom closet. And I'm going to say it again, Mur. Thad's a fucking fighter. If he gets caught trying to escape, he's probably going to be killed, right? Mm-hmm. If he stays, he's probably going to be killed. So feeling around in this dark closet... He found he he finds a guitar, and this beaten, exhausted, dehydrated, mind you, he has not been given any food or water. Thirteen-year-old kid that has just been beaten and tortured for the past forty hours. We're on forty hours now. No food, no water. Beaten, tortured, fixed. Braces on you. You got to walk around on shattered limbs. Just fucked up. This motherfucker beats that door down with that guitar. Damn, dude. And then passes out from the pain and exhaustion. 
When he wakes up, he drags himself through the room. Passes out again. Wakes up, drags himself down the hall. Passes out. Drags himself down the motherfucking stairs. Like, literally just threw himself headfirst down the stairs. Passes out. Into the kitchen. Repeatedly passing out. He said every foot, like literally every foot that he would crawl, he would pass out for an undetermined amount of time, wake up, dragging himself, the pain and exhaustion, just unbearable, but he makes his way to the kitchen. But unfortunately this took hours, you know, between dragging himself a foot, passing out each time. Mm -hmm. But holy fuck, can you imagine how fucking painful this must've been? Oh, no, dude. And literally how long that it had to feel. Like, in that circumstance, those hours probably felt like fucking eternity. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, we're in the kitchen. Now to find the phone. He sees it. It's on the wall. Fuck. He drags himself over to the phone. Thankfully, the cord is long enough. That he can reach it. So he's pulling and shaking on the corn until the phone receiver comes off. Now, Mer, I I know that you don't have any clue what an old house phone is like. Well, we had a couple. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you'd remember them. Tell me that the numbers were on the receiver. I, I was just going to say, thankfully this phone had the dial pad on the receiver and not the uh, base. You know how there's two different ones. Yep. One has it on the yep. base. We had one of the big ones with it, with the, with it on the receiver. Right. Because there, there's both. And there's even ro- rotary phones. You know, in, in any of those situations, Thad would have been fucking screwed probably. I mean, there's no way he could have stood himself up and reached that dial pad. You mm-hmm. know, I mean... I, I don't know. He's a fighter. He may have been able to, but even so, that would have fucking... Passing out every every <sighs> foot. I don't, I don't know that he would have been able to. He would have tried, though. Oh, he would have fucking tried. So, like we said, thankfully, the dial was on the receiver end, and he was able to get the phone down by pulling the cord and dialing 911. When the dispatcher answers, Thad says, Help, someone kidnapped me. He explained his location as best that he could and his situation. The fucking 911 dispatcher quoted that Thad was so calm and collected during this phone call that he actually asked him if it was a prank. Oh, fuck. Right? How is dude so calm? I don't fucking know. I'm not calm right now. And and you do have to, like, kind of understand the 911 dispatcher in a little bit because... This is a time when pranking everybody would prank everybody. was huge. I mean, oh, yeah. Do you remember the Jerky Boys? Uh, no, not really. Oh, God. Girl, YouTube the Jerky Boys. They're fucking hilarious. You'll be fucking pissing yourself all day. But, um, yeah, they were calling around pranks nonstop. Yeah. It was funny as fuck. So everyone was doing it. Everyone was fucking pranking everyone. So telling the dispatcher this is not a joke, that he was in a house on County Road W, or U, excuse me, I hiccup there. He was on a house on County Road U. The dispatcher sent help. 
Dispatcher says, yeah, unfortunately, we know the name. Troubled kid. Officers quickly respond to the Clark house and rescued Thad. And I heard that 911, he's like, I'm in here. And they must have like stumbled on him and you, you could just hear him scream out in pain. It was, <gasps> oh, it was horrible. He had been held captive for about 43 hours in total and sustained horrible fractures to both legs, which re it re required several surgeries over the years and resulted in a permanent limp. Mm -hmm. Poor fucking kid. At 13, dude. And he was a baseball player and just, you know, oh. just fucked this dude up. That always sucks. But, I mean, it sucks for kids that aren't in sports and stuff, but like when you like sports and stuff like that, he can't play again. No. No. And as if that wasn't enough, he had serious, potentially life-threatening internal bleeding. Doctors oh, said he was literally a few hours from passing away. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got some fucked up legs and a permanent limp, but at least we've got life. Clark was arrested later that night in a bar. Oh, just good timing it. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know, who the fuck cares? Now, I've heard in a couple places that when he was arrested, they said he, he made this statement, oh, he's still alive. But I don't know if that's verbatim. But a freaking men that he was arrested. <clears throat> so when they get to the hospital, Thad says, oh, and by the way, old boy told me that he's done this before. So the cops are asking him, he says, yeah, he told me he actually killed a boy last year. But he couldn't remember the boy's last name. Only the first name was Chris. Um, now, I don't know why this didn't like jump at the cops, you know, because it was just a year ago and it's whatever. But yeah, so. But I thought you said like when he was found, he didn't have any like sustained like big injuries. Correct. Correct. Or is it just not injuries that would have caused that? Well, yeah, I mean, it is, you're, you're correct, but I mean, in the back of your mind, why wouldn't you, I don't know. I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be looking for a broken leg in order to cause a death, I guess. I guess yeah. So I don't know. We, we're getting there. We'll yeah. Cause like we, we remember Chris had an autopsy and nothing was found. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was drowning. So. Um, well, um, where am I at my notes? Oh, that he actually killed a boy the year before that he could only remember his first name, Chris, and that he thought his, that his last name began with an S. So. Thad's father grabbed a phone book and they, he started naming off all the S names in town. And as soon as his father said Steiner, Thad recalled that was the name that Clark had mentioned. But unfortunately, the second boy, he could not remember a name at all. And even to this day, he can't remember his name. So that boy, I mean, who knows if there really was a second boy, um, you know, was, was Clark talking big game right you would think that the detectives would be able to put it together 
But then again, if it was just a missing boy that hasn't been found, well, you know, yeah, that could be the case too, you know, like we don't know. While searching Clark's home, they found a notebook in his bedroom. I don't even want to know what's in it. Well, it had three lists, all written in Clark's handwriting. The list included the names of 29 local boys. Their headings were, Get to Now, Can Wait, and Leg Thing. How fucking creepy is that? Like, this motherfucker had a literal hit list of boys. I, I'm with our words. I'm a fucking sicko. And could you fucking imagine finding out that you were on that list? Ugh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I would never leave my house again. Oh, fuck. Well, thankfully, Thad's willpower, bravery, and the fight in him he was able to get away and Clark was captured, ensuring that none of those potential victims would ever experience the torture that he and Steiner did. Mm. Clark was first tried in the attack of Thad and entered a plea of no contest to attempted homicide and other charges by reason of mental disease or defect. So more or less saying I was mentally insane. Like, yeah, you gotta be fucking sick to have that, but that don't mean... Fuck to. I, I don't... That... The defense argued that his biological mother, because like I said, he was adopted, had been a heavy drug user throughout her entire pregnancy with him. And, get this, he suffered a head injury in a bike crash the year before. Seems to be a common thing. Right? So Clark suffered a traumatic brain injury, a subdural hematoma at age 15 and was in a coma in the ICU for four days due to a motorcycle accident, dirt bike accident. So frontal lobe damage, you know what happens when frontal lobe damage is sustained before the age of 25. I mean... You need turn it. into a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Need I mention Dahmer, Gacy, and about 10 other serial killers that had fucking traumatic brain injuries? Keen. Yep. All of them had frontal lobe damage at a young age. There's something to be said about that. You fucking sick. Mm. Yeah. Something to be said about that for sure. Clark admitted... That he taken Thad, but insisted his intentions were just to hang out. I mean, we're just hanging out. We're buddies. Uh-huh. What, do you fall down the stairs? Throw himself down the stairs? Right. He claimed that he had no recollection of what happened or how Thad sustained his injuries. As he kind of blacked out. Air quotes there. Mm-hmm. He was charged with... Attempted first-degree intentional homicide, causing great bodily harm to a child, mayhem, which is intent or the intent to disable or disfigure, causing mental harm to a child, and child enticement. 
He was sentenced to a 100-year prison term, but claims to have no recollection of the Thad Phillips abduction and torture. He actually tried to convince the jury that Thad broke his own fucking bones. Uh-huh. Okay, buddy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You sadistic fucking freak. Can you just imagine if this kid was never caught? Dude, it would be a fucking... What he would have fucking turned into? Horrible. And yes, kid. I mean, he's doing this at the this brutal fuckery at the age of 17. 17. He did it at 15. I was just going to say 16, 15, if that other one is actually true. Can you fucking imagine what this lunatic would have manifested into as an adult? Cheese and rice. Well, it seems like each one of them got worse. Yeah. Clark was also ordered to pay Thad $21 million in damages. But you know how that went with him being in prison. I mean, you know. He made like 20 fucking cents. Right. A day. So one of Thad's friends actually um, set him up a GoFundMe for Thad to raise money. I did pop on there and look. It doesn't look like it's doing very well. So... If anyone would like to donate, you can go look up GoFundMe Thad Phillips and donate. Cause and when what, when did this happen? When did this happen to him? In 1994. Yeah. Okay. But she just recently did a GoFundMe. I don't know how long ago it was. I didn't see when it was posted. But gotcha. like barely even enough to freaking put gas in his car to fucking go to the hospital to pay his cover, you know, like his bills. They thought the community would come together and, you know, Mm -hmm. do right by their guy. But unfortunately they did not. So if anyone wants to donate, it's GoFundMe, Thad Phillips. So Douche Canoe is going to do a hundred years in prison for the kidnapping, beating and torture of Thad. Mm -hmm. But... We have the name of a young boy that was found dead in the water at a sandbar the year before, Chris Steiner. So authorities get permission to exhume his body. When they do a second autopsy on Steiner, guess what they fucking find? I bet they find some broken fucking bones. Sure did. They found that he sustained injuries to his ankles that were identical to those that Thad had. Now I ask you, how the fuck did they not find this on the first autopsy? You know, I mean, I'm just going to say it's probably because, like, when they do an autopsy and they're trying to find your death, you're not really going, like, into your legs and stuff, I guess. But you should see some bruising. And if they're the same injuries... Aren't his fucking feet backwards? They are. <clears throat> now, here's the thing. Like, especially when... Here, here's what I don't get. How you don't do a full fucking autopsy on if this he dr- If he drowned, then maybe look at the legs. Oh, he had a broken leg. He fell in the water and drowned. But especially since his death was undetermined. Keep looking. 
and they had no fucking idea what happened to this yes this young boy and was very obviously taken from his home it's the one that had the screen cut muddy footprints in the house um in the middle of the night i mean there were there were indications that he had been kidnapped including a shoe impression outside his bedroom window and muddy tracks right right off the fucking bat they kept getting the name joe clark what the actual fuck like his cause of death was attributed to drowning but the manner of his death accident or otherwise remained undetermined after a probable kidnapping i don't get it at all i i just don't get it crazy so there's there's two things that detectives look at and look for Mm mm-hmm there's manner of death which is one of four things so it's going to be natural accidental suicide or homicide and then there's cause of death which is whatever made the death occur such as strangulation that means the mechanism is what typically happens physically is oxygen deprivation Mm -hmm. so with no clear leads or ideas what happened to Steiner, the case went cold. No one in his family knew how Chris could have drowned. But since it was not clearly a murder, the police did not look for a perpetrator. Are you fucking serious? That's ridiculous. Um, had you done better job on the first autopsy and find the kid had busted fucking legs and busted ankles? And looked into this name, Joe Clark, that you were given over and over again, might be a different story. Mm-hmm. But, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. God, this pisses me off. I know. Like I said, on the second autopsy they uh, um, on Steiner, they find that he had four separate breaks in both of his legs. And then was thrown into the water. So, without being able to use his legs to swim, he drowned. Fucking horrible. This poor kid. He probably fucking passed out from pain and drowned. God. And of course, you know, Clark's mother tried to alibi her son for the night of Steiner's disappearance. You know, which I, I get. I'm... I'm a mom. I get it. I know. I'm just saying I I get where she's coming from. I I understand her empathy is what I'm saying. Not that I would lie for my kids. I get her empathy for her child. Yeah, with with that one. That one's pretty bad. (laughs) His mother backed him up stating that um, he was home in bed and that if he left home on the night that he had not left home on the night Steiner was abducted. She, if, if so, she would have known because he would have had to pass through her bedroom to get out. However, it was shown that she was a very heavy sleeper and that he'd managed to slip by her before. So her testimony that her son was home asleep the night of the killing did not hold water in the face of other witnesses. Other witnesses claimed that, uh, Clark regularly snuck out of his house via an upstairs window. Nah. Also damning to Clark's test, 
also damning to Clark was testimony by a former fellow juvenile detention inmate. So this dude's been in trouble time and time again. And she said that Clark admitted to her that he had killed a boy and placed his body over a tree. Um, that's a pretty detailed and later found to be true statement. Pretty fucking detailed and true. Oh, fuck. Is this <laughs> <laughs> well, all said, it was obvious that Clark had murdered Steiner. And on November 7th, 1997, he was found guilty of intentional homicide and sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years. Good. But Good. he will be eligible for parole in 95 years. But even so, he shouldn't be. I mean, I think it's safe to say that he'll never get out because he has to do 95 years to be eligible. Going in at the age of 20, he'll, even if he's still alive at 115 years old. I don't that, think he's getting. That will be his first parole hearing. I don't think it's happening. You're done. You're done. Fuck you, you're done. Clark, though, maintains his innocence. He, he, what me? All right, buddy. He maintains his innocent in Steiner's murder from a prison cell to this fucking day. There's podcasts that are interviewing him and he still says, wasn't me. Uh, I don't know. Did it himself. I don't know. Fell down the stairs. I wasn't me. Wasn't me. Dude, you're caught. Just fucking... Chari, not buying it. Mm-mm. Nope, not buying it. He did try to appeal his conviction, but quickly got shot down. I bet. I fucking bet. Speaking of shot down, Thad was actually asked to testify against Clark for the second trial. Not his trial, but for Chris's trial. And... Thad's like, fuck yeah, let's get this guy. He's like, I am not scared of him. Let's put him away. I will fucking, I will stand trial. Right before the trial started and Thad was to testify, Clark's neighbor, a 15-year-old boy, Michael Hubesh, went up to Thad's door and fucking shot him twice in the back with a hunting rifle. Did Thad make it? Hubesh was good friends with Clark and didn't want him to testify against his friend. And he was resentful that he testified again him in the first trial again, you know, for himself. Man, this kid just keeps going through it. You know? Yes. Poor guy. But what did I say about that? Time and time again. Good fucking job, buddy. He's a fucking fighter. And Thad shows the fuck up at that second trial. Yes, 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 yes. Injured, but determined to take this fuck down. Oh, good job. And he did. Not to mention being quite the hero and saving 29 other boys from the same torture that he, and even worse so, Chris endured. And like I said, an interview with Clark, he claims to have no recollection on what happened to Thad. He says that he blacked out 
Sure. Sure he did. And, and here's what, so like when you left with your girlfriend and came back, the, the blackout just like picked back up where it left off or what? I, I mean, I don't, right. I, I don't get it. I, I did try to listen to one of the podcasts that had an interview with this dude, but the fucking douchebag just kept placing blame every fucking where else. Like, just kept throwing it. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I just can't even. I I can't even listen to this fucking cum twat. He's fucking, ugh. No. Yeah, so he says, oh, Chris was hit by a car and thrown off the bridge. And then the car was burnt to a torch. And then he said something about DNA in a hat. But it was because he was there working on said car the day before. I don't know. He he was like all over the place. You know a lot about this fucking car. And I really didn't care to entertain his lies any further. So I just quit listening. Oh, and also he claims that the notebook in his room had belonged to a friend of his. Okay, mm-hmm. mm, but in your handwriting, right? Not that money. Yeah, it was a different story when they told him it's your handwriting. He was like, oh, uh, maybe I blacked out then. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Fucking idiot. Also, his friend Hubesh, the one who shot that in the back, later joined his friend Clark in 1996. He was sentenced to 12 years in prison for the sexual assault of a 15-year-old Baraboo girl. So, I guess you are who you hang with. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Keep them both. Keep them fucking both. No, no place for you out here. Did he get, did he get in trouble for shooting bad? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even fucking find anything on that. I was so intrigued about all this and the story was long enough and, but he was 15 at the time and Uh. that made it. So I'm, I'm sure he probably got like fucking minimal, you know, but I don't know. And that, Mur, is the story of the 17-year-old possible serial killer known as the Bone Breaker. Let me just say I'm glad that story is fucking over. <laughs> you don't love it? No, I've got this little fucking plastic thing chewed to a fucking... I know, you have been fucking seriously chewing that like nobody's business. I don't like this. No. Like, like it's your like fucking that. job over there. Oh, so what'd you think about that? Mm-mm. I don't uh-uh. like alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Right up, right up north. That boy lived. Oh, yeah, that was a fucking crazy, crazy one. Don't ever tell anyone like that again. <laughs> ever and ever? I don't know. Maybe. I, I can't promise. I can't. can't Maybe so wait promise. a really long time because that was fucking wrong. I know. I know. Well, okay, since you want to get out of here real quick, do you want to do a quick dumb criminal and lighten you up? Yes, please. Okay. This is just a little short one, so it'll be quick. Watch where you're going. As two men waited in line at the coffee shop to pay their bill, a third cut in front of them. He threw a drink at the clerk and demanded all the money from the till. Temporarily surprised, the men quickly recovered and handcuffed the crook. 
Apparently, in his rush, the criminal didn't even notice they were police officers in full fucking uniform. <laughs> You're shitting me. You're shitting me. I'm not even. That's a special kind of dumb. Oh, I think that was hot. Taps calling calling the cops on yourself. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> we were just we were just talking at brunch how damn it Dan called the cops on himself. So silly. He's like, and then better yet, I even gave him my phone to prove that I was texting <laughs> that I admitted it. Idiot. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Dumb criminal. Dan. Oh, Dano. Dano, Dano. All right. Well, if you have stories that you want to tell us, maybe you knew the bone breaker, or maybe you have a similar story, or maybe it's nothing like that at all. You just want to tell us what's up. If you have a similar story, keep to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would love to hear it. I'm just kidding. You you can tell us about them. I I guess. I guess you can tell us about them at uh She'd love to hear it. momandmurder.com. M O M A N D M E R D E R.com. So you can go on there and submit, right? Right yep. on there. Yep, right well, on there. I... Otherwise, otherwise you can email us. Right. Where are you going to email? Same thing, murder at gmail though. Nice, nice. That's yep. pretty easy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. Don't forget to rate and review us. Yes, please rate review us. You know anybody you in listen? those three states that we need? What are they again? They are, oh, I just put them away. They are <laughs> Maine, New Hampshire, and Wyoming. There we go. If you know in. anybody, please tune in. Please. We want you. Yes. We want you. Yeah. So uh, share, like, and subscribe. Oh, and also um, Magic Mondays. Oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah. our, our Facebook. Magic Mondays. We have Instagram and Twitter too, I guess. Magic Mondays, you get an angel message. You pick yeah. your number. You get a message from the angel. It's pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. So make sure you do all that and listen to your mother. And stay away from the bone breaker. Ooh, owie. Yeah. <laughs>